1: Welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Blue Jackets podcast, dedicated podcast, through The Athletic. Aaron Portzine here in Denver, Colorado, joined via Skype by Allison Lucan. Say hello, Allison. Hello. And by Tom Reed.
2: Good day. Tom, um, you finally made it to Winnipeg. I did. I am back. I'm out in the dirty garage this morning. Can, having can a you feel your, your toes?
1: Can you feel your toes?
2: I can't. I can Oh, that's nice. All nice.
1: uh, The Blue Jackets are cranking along here. They play the Colorado Avalanche tonight, Pepsi Center, trying to uh, snap a season-long five-game losing streak. They lost five in a row at this point last year, but this is five in a row in regulation, which they've not done since the end of 2016-17. If you remember that uh, dive they took at the end of the season before they righted the ship with the win, against uh, Toronto Uh, so they're sort of an uncharted waters here a little bit with just in the last couple of years I think they've had a a decent game or two in there they were pretty good against Minnesota before the break I thought they were really good in Winnipeg um, just a few days ago but just some stinkers the last two games in nationwide to Buffalo and most recently to St. Louis so they've got to right the ship here Um, And they came out to to, uh, Denver on Sunday. They practiced yesterday in Pepsi Center, and they'll get after tonight against an Avs team that is sort of uh, hanging on there in the Western Conference, but a pretty good team here. Uh, So a challenge before them. Uh, You're all familiar with the situation surrounding Sergei Bobrovsky and Artemi Panarin, the pending UFAs that, uh, you know, they're not under contract and they may not be under contract, probably won't be with the Blue Jackets, so they could both be moved before the trade deadline. Uh, Spoke today, you may have read it on the site, it was posted a couple hours ago, uh, Nick Foligno and Kim Atkinson acknowledging that they have talked to those two guys about staying, that yeah, their feelings are hurt a little bit by them not wanting to stay and be part of this, but they've also given their their teammates some space, um, a professional courtesy, if you will. I have to think that these constant team meetings, they had another one on Sunday when they arrived in Denver. This is really affecting this team. How could it not, I suppose? But even John Tortorella uh, acknowledged after the game the loss to St. Louis on, on Saturday that you can sort of feel some stuff creeping in here, almost a preoccupation with what might lie ahead. Um, whoever of you wants to go first with this, tell me if you think you've seen that and, and it, it, is this something that can be rectified? Three weeks from from yesterday is the, is the NHL trade deadline. Is this going to be the longest three weeks, or can this team sort of pull it together and somehow get by and at least act like things are normal um, over this next stretch of days here?
2: Um, I'll go first. I think it's amazing they've gotten this far, to be honest with you. I thought this would have become an issue much earlier in the season. And to their credit, uh, to the coaching staff's credit and the players' credit, it is it, it got to this deep end of the season uh, before, as the, as the coach acknowledged, you, know, you wonder if some of this stuff's creeping in. Now, I think, naturally, this time in every locker room around the league, this sure. starts to become an issue. But let's be honest here. This is a, a, a much more extraordinary circumstances with two of your best players possibly could be on their way out one or maybe both before the end of the trade deadline. How can that not impact the other players in the room? Uh, you know, Brett has done a pretty good job all season of just playing and playing pretty well, but it, it, it wears on other guys. It, it certainly probably wears on a guy like Cam Atkinson, who's had so much success on that top line with him. Uh, what's going to happen with, you know, when, when, when Brett leaves? Uh, a lot of the guys. And that's just human nature. And you compound that with some kind of sketchy play recently. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly an issue right now.
1: Yeah. Allison, we, we talked about this and how It relates to last season where is Jack Johnson, who at that point had requested a trade, is he going to stay? Or is he going to go Matt Calvert, uh, a vital part of this team, but a pending UFA. Is he going to stay or is he going to go that messed with this team more than a little bit last year at this time how could this when you think of those two players potentially being pulled out of this this organization the and, and the possible follow up trades from each of those how how much things could look differently on february 26th how could this not affect this team which they often mention is one of the youngest teams in the league
3: yeah i mean i it, i agree with both of you that it it's it's to say it doesn't is just unrealistic it, particularly as you said as we saw how this this kind of situation with not as significant of players clearly impacted them last year you know i think what's interesting to me and i'll, I'll put back on my former life consultant hat is i wonder how much watching that process last year informed this coaching staff in terms of how they wanted to try and handle it This year with with the meetings and the communication and and I will go I will go on record and say, you know, a hockey team is not a a corporate business, um, which is what I'm referencing when I say this. But I honestly give them credit for saying they're having meetings and having the meetings, because as I've said throughout this, because think about if, if we can imagine their shoes you sit, you're frustrated and if the game doesn't go well you say great and our two best guys are about to leave potentially or the game goes great Panarin has a goal in like every game but one of the last like handful and you say great we won but now how are we going to win when they leave there's you know there's no good side to the coin so i think continuing to provide forums for any of that frustration or uh, negative energy that might exist to come out is right. really a good thing.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know what? Bobrovsky has not been himself this year. Um, his goals against are, it's the largest number he's had since he's been here. His save percentage is the lowest number he's had since he's been here. Uh, barely above 500. He's going to um, start fewer games than he has in any season. Um, any, any healthy, completely <laughs> full season. Uh, it's different for him. Panarin, what's that old saying about the the eye of the storm is the calmest yes. place? Yes. This guy's in the middle of it all, and he's the guy on the team that seems least affected. Um, he's Whistler Dixie. In the last 17 games, he has scored in 16 of them, um, at least a point. He's got 11, 14, 25 in those 16 games, plus 10. He has, uh, I think it's something stupid, like nine multi-point games in there. Um, he is just flying right now, which is only going to make it. I think more depressing for a lot of people when he leaves. Um, yeah, and and it's almost I think it's an argument in two ways here. Tom, you wrote this last summer immediately after it became known that Benarin didn't want to at this time negotiate a contract. You I think you wrote a piece for the Athletic saying trade do it now trade him now because this is not going to get better. This is only going to get uglier as it goes along. I think you were right. But it's also an argument. If I think, and I don't know if Yarmo Kekalainen would agree with this or not, he probably couldn't answer it truthfully um, because it's not a one-way thing. I mean, this is the other side has to agree to a trade too. But it's a strong argument for trading these guys sooner rather than later because you look at the precarious situation they're in in the standings. They don't have a month to just give away
2: yeah you know I, I agree. I, I think that if you, can, if you can find a deal that makes sense, now obviously you're not going to just make a deal just to have it done. this is these are as we mentioned, these are big time players, especially Panera that you're hoping to get a, a some kind of nice package for as opposed to you know whether you whether you, and again, no offense to Jack Johnson or Matt Calvert, but uh, they decided to keep those guys in part because they they really didn't the offers probably weren't going to be that good. But I agree. I I mean, I just it's yeah, I I just it's so hard. And and again, this is Guillermo is in such a no win situation here. Uh, It is so hard, especially when the guy's playing while you're thinking, oh, God, you know, maybe maybe if we're going to trade him, just go to February 25th because he could help us win a few more games right now. But that that's fallen off. I mean, and it's not just that. I mean, there's 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 other issues at play here. Let's be honest. There's, it's not just this this situation, but it's certainly it's certainly hanging right there, the old elephant in the room type of thing. Yeah. I and mean, they're, they're having other problems as well, but it's just, yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, it just if you can find something that makes sense and you can circle back with the goaltending situation, you're going to have to get a some kind of goaltender coming back in a deal, or you're going to have to go out and get another veteran goaltender who might also be on an expiring contract to get you through because they certainly can't go with just uh, Corpy and calling up somebody for the minors or waiting for Elvis Merzlikens to come over. Uh, I think they're going to have to go out and get a goalie, but yeah, it's just, it is, it is. It's just a tough stretch right now uh, for this team.
3: Well, And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting and I'm, I'm certainly not criticizing the player but you know we talk about the differences in bob and Bred handling this and you know it's not like every time we go into the locker room we talk to the team we're asking bob about this but Bred has not had to face questions on this from us all totally. season <laughs> so you know is is that perhaps part of why it's been easier for him to sail through um i you know i don't know that we've talked to bob about it a ton but it has come up you know yeah. quite a few times and I've
1: I mean, tried several times and ab- only absolutely. 10 yeah.
2: Absolutely. But, but the other, go ahead, go ahead. Also. No, I was done. Go ahead, Tom. I, I think that the other the to the, the other part of that is the other guys. It's not just you know Panera can just come out and say, hey, we'll just you know I know it's 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 an issue. We'll just see how it's resolved. He could tr- he could handle it that way. He's not going to probably say anything anyway. But the, he the, the the point is. Is this a, it's a team and everyone else is having to answer? Aaron went uh, yeah. yesterday, talked to Nick Foligno and to Cam Atkinson. They're the ones having to answer the questions. Yeah. And I think the players would probably appreciate Red just coming out and saying something. And again, he doesn't really have to say much. He's probably not going to say much. And the fact is that, you yeah. know, he, he doesn't, right at this moment, have control over where he's going to get moved. Bob's a bit a different story because he, he can. He can uh, have a little bit of say of where he's going if he's going to go anywhere. But it's just the idea of, hey, I, what's going on here? Brett, you should probably say something. We're tired of having to answer all yeah. these questions. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that's, that, that's, to me, is, is a legitimate thing. I, I don't think Brett has to – I really don't think Brett has to come out and face the, face the media and say, I don't want to be here. I mean, we know he doesn't want to be here. I mean, he, he's had numerous chances to sign a deal. And what you don't, after being with a Blue Jacket for a season and a half, if you don't know now, you, you're, you're not going to know, right? So right. I don't think he has to come out and say, I'm sorry, Columbus, I just don't want to be here. He doesn't have to do that. He's, he, that's why, he, A, he has an agent, and B, the, the proof is in the fact that he hasn't signed. But yeah. he should, should probably be able to answer a couple of questions now and then about this. See,
3: I I think that's part of it. I think he, whether it's through his agent, I'll give you that. And I said this last week, I think that he should provide clarity. This whole not at this time thing, I don't think that helps anyone in the situation. And even if it comes from his agent to say his whole part that he has always said about I'm going to play for this team, I'm a blue jacket right now. That's great. He's proving he's done that. But I do think that if, if you know you're not going to sign, say, we're gonna be pursuing other offers in, in free agency, or say, however you wanna politically correctly say it, say it, because I think that's part of what made this last message, if you will, perhaps most impactful is that I think there were people who still held out hope that there might be a chance. And yeah. now it's pretty clear that there isn't. So now it's like, dude, just, just be straight. Right. Like yeah, don't, right. Like, it's fine. We respect it. Everything that you wrote yesterday, Aaron, we respect it. We get it. It's the way the business, it works. It should deserve it. Right. But just be straight up and say it.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- this is the player trying to smile his way out of town. Right. Right. Um, and never really having to come to terms or really face um, the masses. And, and yeah, when we wrote, started covering stuff last June, when he first, Said, nah, I don't want to talk right now. And we surmised wisely, and and there's always inside stuff that can't be passed along that helps paint the picture. But that was, oh no, this is a real problem. And a lot of people responded to that as, well, what the hell do you know? He right. just doesn't want to talk right now. It's the off season. He'll talk. Uh, Nick, and you're like, no, 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 you're not. You're not understanding this. And even people now. Right. I've said, well, he, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be bothered with it. He'll talk in the summer. I wouldn't trade him. And you're like, no, this is this is somebody telling you no without having to say the word. Right. Uh, and that's what they're that's what they're up against. But you know, the agent and the player have been really, really concerned about how this is going to play in Columbus. And there have been a smattering of booze whenever Panarin's names mentioned, but it really hasn't gotten nasty. Yet, and I think he's, he is going to get out of town without facing much vitriol. And again, you know, should he or not be booed, that's a discussion for another day perhaps. He's not doing anything that's not that's out of line here. Um, he's just trying to get out of, of really facing the consequences from the fan base that he's played for for a year and a half. Uh, a couple of – and let me tell you this too. Uh, yesterday in the dressing room, a funny exchange – a reporter asked Cam, um, has he told you or has he articulated why he doesn't want to be here? And Cam said, ask him. And we all looked at Cam like, really? And he said, he talks English. And then he shouts across the room, Cam, uh, Artie, you speak English, right? And Artie goes, no. And like yeah. a bunch of people laughed. Ha ha. Right. Um, that's given him cover, clearly. Um, he could communicate if he cared to. Uh, and it's it's a weird thing, too. The Blue Jackets have – they've created a cocoon for him. The, when when he was first traded here, the the thought was, uh, well, we should get him a translator like they did in, in Chicago. And it was told to them by someone close to Panarin, no, 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 no. Um, just let him go, and he will learn to speak English that way better. Well, not having a translator around became a really fun thing because then that meant he didn't have to talk. At all. And so, again, we've talked about this before. Here's one of the best players on the team, the best player on the team. And most of the fans in this town have never heard his voice, which is just really weird if you think about it. Um, So this is going to continue here three weeks from yesterday, as we said. um, Some stuff out there. Jimmy Howard, maybe, uh, is on the move from Detroit. We've talked about trades with Columbus if they move Bobrovsky and the trade doesn't bring a goalie back. Maybe there would need to be a follow-up trade to bring a guy in. Uh, Jimmy Howard, currently in Detroit, it makes perfect sense. He has one year left on his contract. Uh, he's likely to be on the move because the Red Wings aren't going anywhere fast, and he he may end up back with the Red Wings where he spent his entire career. Uh, but he may also move on. They still have, you know, they still have a a, a goalie signed there long term. Uh, hard to believe, but they do. And Jonathan Bernier. I has two more years after this, so um, I'm not sure where that sets. But Jimmy Howard is a name to keep in mind. Rumors today, uh, not rumors. Larry Brooks, the the uh, <coughs> scribe from the New York Post, reported earlier today um, of talk that the Panthers were interested in dealing for Bobrovsky. Maybe they weren't waiting until July 1st to do this. Um, and of course. You would have to think Derek Broussard recently traded to Florida as a name that could be on the move back to Columbus did some poking around uh with, on this one tonight today tonight last night as well uh and it was it's you know there has been interest from the Panthers there. I think the price right now is a little steep for the panthers, but i I don't sense anything imminent on that front. I think mostly people expect them to wait until the summer for Bobrovsky, but what would that possibly look like? I mean, would you consider the Panthers' situation? There's no way they can take on Bobrovsky and keep Roberto Luongo and keep James Reimer. There's no way Roberto Luongo is going to waive whatever clauses on his contract that give him control to come to Columbus and play for Tortorella, who he had issues with in Vancouver. Scratch that. I don't see Columbus taking on James Reimer unless they're – to dump a contract the other direction, James Reimer has two more years, um, believe it or not, un- under contract with the Panthers. So that one seems an odd fit. So, but maybe if they if they do move Bob, maybe Jimmy Howard's a name uh, that comes back to them. I still think uh, Florida may wait until July 1st on Bobrovsky and make the run there. But, I, you know, it is up in the air. The Panthers are like nine points back of eight. So what's the urgency to do something right now? They do play like 12 out of 13 at home or something crazy. Um, but that that appears to me a, a sort of a difficult situation. Any thoughts there from either of you?
3: Tom?
2: Uh, I mean, the, if, if, again, if, if they were to be able to move Bob, Jimmy Howard, depending on what it would take to get him, seems like an extremely logical move. No, I'm sorry, Aaron. Uh, he has, he's he's on an expiring contract, and he has one more year. Uh, Jimmy Howard is up after this year. Yeah, that to me, that would make a ton of sense um, from a Blue Jackets perspective. Uh, then you would just have him and uh, Corposalo playing, uh, and you would still give Corposalo a chance to play while still having a safety net uh, with Howard, who's uh, you know, veteran goalie still playing pretty well. Uh, yeah. But uh, you, you got to move Bob first, you know, right? Yeah. You know, so, uh, but that part of it definitely makes sense uh, if 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 they can end up moving Bob. So yeah, I, I would be all for that.
3: Yeah, I mean, and and also as as we've pointed out both in in words and in written words, and I think on one of last week's podcasts, you know, there is an incentive here for Bobrovsky to make a move before the deadline if he wants eight years on what is Look. presumably his his final nhl contract and for yeah, you know, i mean the elite goaltenders in this league are, are making double digit millions or wanting to or believing they deserve that much money a year i mean that's that's a lot of coin that that's a lot of- could sway the player to say yes let's let's try and make something happen
1: Yeah. And Florida just makes so much sense because of the abundance of Florida of uh, forwards. I almost said Florida's uh, forwards. And they've got a lot of prospects that would be interesting to people. One thing we reported this over the weekend. Um, Bob has a no move clause. It may be the desire of Bob to have a contract in place before he is traded. Um, This sort of stuff gets sticky. Maybe the team that's acquiring Panarin would want to know if they can re-sign him. Or not, and gentlemen's agreements don't go very far with people you don't know. So maybe they would like to have talked with them uh, in advance. Jarmo Kekleinen has apparently signaled to people around the league that that's not how he's going to do business uh, because he doesn't want – there's going to be 25 teams interested in Panera, and of course there are. There's probably going to be five or six teams interested in Bob. I don't think he wants the players uh, negotiating on the side with multiple teams while games are being – play that still have, have um, importance here with the Blue Jackets. Uh, so the sense is that that the Blue Jackets would be looking for conditional trades. That is, they would make um, a trade for today, and if that player resigns with that team, then an additional either prospect or pick uh, is sent to Columbus to, to even that out. Um, so I, I suppose if there's a team that makes a ton of sense for the Blue Jackets, that the, that the Blue Jackets would have great interest in trading with, then maybe they bend that rule, but they don't want this to turn into a circus over the next month, although the, uh, the elephants may already have marched onto the uh, circus floor here, um, if, if you know what I'm saying. It's become a bit of a, of a high-wire a high act here as we go through. Um, news from yesterday's Morning Skate as well. Boone Jenner returned. Uh, looks like he's ready to go tonight against the Panthers. Blue Jackets will have a, a uh, optional skate later uh, this morning that will probably determine that, although if it's an optional, uh, we may not have um, for sure lines. Um, Brandon, Brandon Davinsky left the morning skate after the line rushes and before the contact drills. So maybe he's protecting an injury of sorts. Um, maybe something happened in practice, don't know. Uh, John Tortorella made it clear that he was so in such a hurry to get out and talk to his media friends today that he didn't have time to talk to the trainers. Um, I told him to take more time next time. Um, (laughs) So if Dubinsky can't go, it's unclear if Latestu or or, uh, Sedlak goes in tonight. Also, Ryan Murray did not skate. Um, he he was at the rink. He looks fine. Uh, but he had that, that, uh, ankle twist against Winnipeg right before that great assist. Um, and he's been sort of nursing that the last couple of days I get the sense he's going to play. I have no idea who's starting in goal because, um, talked to Eunice Corposalo about this the other day. He's been on the wrong side of the rink for the starter for like a week now. Um, and he mentioned that, um, But he and Bobrovsky have decided that there really is no starters net anymore. Bob likes to Bob likes to be on one end of the rink and he's fine with being on the other. So he's sort of given up, given it up to Bob and Bob said, you know what, when I'm the backup, um, it's my job to let Corby do whatever he wants. So if he wants to be on that end of the ice, then he can do it. I mentioned that perhaps some of this was, uh, a curveball for the media to keep us from figuring out who's going to play each game and, Bob said that could be an added benefit, yes, with the big screen. Uh, so, th- hey, at least they're having some fun with this. But I'm not sure if it's Corpus Allo or Bob tomorrow against Colorado. My hunch is Bob, but I've been swinging a whiffing now for a while. Uh, Allison, anything else you would like to add to this uh, podcast, episode 3,914?
3: <laughs> I think we've covered it, and just as, as we keep saying, buckle up, because – as we predicted. It's only going to get more and more weird and wonky and twists and turns as this winds down to the deadline.
1: Yeah. Mr. Tom Reed, you're on vacation this week. Thanks for doing this.
2: No problem. I would mention that they are... I would never... They're 0-3 without Boone Jenner in the lineup. Yeah. uh, At center ice. And they can't wait to get him back at center ice. And that's kind of where they are right now. Yeah. Uh, um, Yeah, it's crazy. They've got to... They need help at center, and that's one thing about Broussard. If he comes in, uh, they really need help uh, down the middle of the ice right now.
1: Yeah, is this that was a statement from the span of 2012 to 2016, wasn't it, or oh. 2000 to 2009? Yeah,
2: it's, uh,
1: oh, they've always
2: right. And the yeah. funny thing is, is they've got their number one center, and it's still an issue.
1: That's right. Oh, let's not let's not go down the Windberg path again. Can't do it. Um, All right. Thanks for listening. And thanks for reading our stuff. We will uh, talk to you on Friday. And I hope you have a great uh, couple of days. Talk to you guys soon.